crocodile man, a witch woman, a guy yeah. that can set himself on fire? Right. Are you blind? <laughs> and she's like, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are in line for a popcorn. Hey, third person in line. What kind of popcorn do you want? Yeah. I'm right. gonna quit! I'm All right, putting right. down my resignation! Bro, and you're a better toilet <laughs> fixer than we <laughs> 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 Talking to your micro. I'm talking in my mic. Holy shit, I'm so dumb. Oh my god. I've been wondering why your mic has been so quiet for the past couple weeks. It's because I had a pad on it. <laughs> I was reducing it by like 20 dB. And I just unclicked uh, for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it works great now. It's, you know, That's it's, pretty funny. It's actually peaking. How come I don't see it? Oh, I see it now. Like his was like way down here. Is that like like 40, 50? And I was always having to like bump it up and then like clean up the audio after the fact. Yeah. I'm, you know, I do this for a living. I'm really good at it, guys. Oh, God. John's got to take off. I mean, as always, this is the Hammer Wheel podcast. Oh, my God. Each and every week we come to you with nerdy stuff. Um, I am one of your hosts, Robert Burry, joined as always by Rowan Spruce Floyd and John Lee. Um, <laughs> as always, you can find us on. My chair's too high. That doesn't affect There's your like... memory. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I say the things into the mic. Like, um, you can always find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Hammer Barrel. Um, Hammer Barrel, if you searched up on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, not sound, High Heart Radio, Google Play. I don't. I straight up can't find us on Google Play. I, find us I don't know how to find I, things I on Google Play. I found us on a few things now. It's yeah. like we're on everything at this I'm point. Like You're welcome. <laughs> I do all that stuff. They don't do anything. Oh yeah. Um, if you give us likes, comments, shares, subscribes, whatever the service needs, we would greatly appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, Fred. Oh, you subscribe on I iTunes. Know, I know. And... No, I get. It, I get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> do we want to talk about stuff? Yeah, it's been. It's. I mean, it's been a week. It's been two it weeks like for us. <laughs> it's been a while. Two weeks. Yeah, we missed we last missed week because last week. of scheduling. Um. Do you guys want to talk about stuff before our main thing, or do we just want to jump into our main thing? I mean, I, I, I've actually seen something. Oh, hey, whoa, John, John let's do okay, it. Let's, let's hold oh, it. John has we've got a new something. main topic tonight, folks. <laughs> yeah. John has watched something. I, I, I watched the whole of the, the Cobra Kai series on YouTube Red, ah. and you know what? It is incredible. I, I have no like necessary big love for the Karate Kid movies or franchise. Like I watch them and enjoy them. But man, I love Cobra Kai. It just it's it's something special. And it's like really the first thing from YouTube Red. I was like, yes, yes, give me more of this quality, like of writing and humor and television. Just give me that. Just give it's me already more of it. done. Yeah, they released it all I oh, think, okay. at once uh, mm-hmm. earlier this month. They announced May. second season. Today? Yeah, they just announced the second season, and like it's it's one of those things. Like, give it to me. It's so it's weird because you think. This is supposed to be like a grounded sequel, mm-hmm. but it's like the same time. But like they keep reminding you, no, this is this is a fantasy world. This is still like because you have the villain from the first friend, uh, fir- uh, first film, and you're getting his point of view of the whole Karate Kid first movie, where mm-hmm. he's like, "I'm not the bad guy. I have anger management issues." But no, the main character Daniel San, he was a jerk. He moved into our town. He started hitting on my girlfriend that we just recently like broke up with and 
like, like he points out certain points of the film where you know Danielson gets back at him by pouring water at him at a school dance. That was months later after their first interaction, uh-huh. and he was like, "I'm minding my own business, rolling a joint, and he just dumps water on me." <laughs> I'm like, "What the hell, man!" I'm like, and so all those things are like, "Oh shoot." Yeah. What, yeah. Was, what was the like? There was some media content. I can't remember if it was a movie or TV show that made that was like their whole argument was that he was the bad guy. Yeah, I actually what, just watched that today. What is it? So it's it's basically if you just look at the facts. But wasn't there like a TV show that referenced? Oh, that? a TV show. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, some TV shows. Oh, how uh, oh, I met your mother talks about it. Is that what yeah. it was? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Barney thinks they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they even talk about stuff like you know he. Danielson won with a crane kick to the head, head which is illegal. Legal. And like even and like they like him and his him and Daniel like make a comment about it. It's like, hey, yeah, your head doing okay. At least I didn't win with an illegal move. It's like, hey, you made an illegal move too. Yeah, but I got carded for it. You won the tournament for it. Like right. And so like one of the, it's one of those things where like, oh shoot, like <laughs> neither of them are bad guys. And that's the thing. Like yeah, it points out neither of them are terrible people, but like their point of view is just so skewed from each other. Right. And uh I love. It. I think I'm gonna rewatch it because there's there's How some like great moments. Uh, Ten episodes, twenty five minutes each. Wow, oh. that's a lot of. And it, it's it's great. It's really fun. Um, there's a one episode that actually got really choked up on, because it had to do with Daniel San's point of view of this whole thing. He has like this Yoda moment, where he reflects on things that uh, Mr. Miyagi taught him. And it's like one of those things like, God, this is really choking me up. So do they use footage from the first movie? They use audio recordings and footage from the first movie. Okay. But like it's it's tasteful. It's like, not like they no, use no, no. it all the time. I was just wondering if they like really incorporated that. No, and it's great. It's a great uh coming of age story and like this story of this guy just wants to better his life. But at the same time, he's resurrecting his dojo, it's Cobra Kai, which is built on the foundation of like a real jerk of a right. master, right? Yeah, the previous. And so thing. when he's trying to teach these kids, and all these kids are the bullied, they're the they're the weak, they're the geeks and freaks. And, like, they want to learn to defend themselves against bullies. And he's just acting as a bully towards them. And so it's like he's trying to pull that back, get understand their point of view. But at the same time as the sh- uh, series goes on, he's making monsters. Huh. He's inadvertently taking, like, turning the sweetest kids into monsters. And he doesn't know what to do. Huh. And, and it's great. Like, I highly recommend it. If you, even if you just, like, kind of enjoyed the Karate Kid first movie, yeah, I think you'd really enjoy Cobra Kai because it's mm-hmm. great. Nice. And YouTube Red does like these really cute little things where like if you stop the video, it says wax off. And like if you play it, it goes wax on. And then like if you try scrubbing through, it's like the little red mark is uh, Danielson doing the crane. And it's like uh, scrubbing through. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little weird touches like that. I was like, that's cool. I really like that. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. That's cool to hear that YouTube Red is actually starting to produce good content. I mean, there's still a lot of content but, I just have no idea right. about. <laughs> The Kevin Hart show, I watched a couple episodes that it's funny. You know, it's comedians <laughs> doing funny things. You know, it's just like any like segment from like, you know, a late night show that's like mm, funny. Yeah. It's like, that's all it is. It's like, yeah, this is enjoyable. Kind of trying to do like the Conan and Brian web segments. Kind of. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like kind of that thing where it's just like him and one other like celebrity just hanging out, making jokes at each other for, you know, while they do some weird, they did like boxing with, um, uh, okay. Holy, uh, Holyfield, uh, uh, whatever I can't remember his first name. Evan Holyfield. Holyfield, yeah. So it's like <laughs> there's there's some pretty funny moments of like them both not knowing how to box and having you know Evander Holyfield there and like yeah him just like going off and they're like oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, yeah, I mean it's funny. Yeah, like it's definitely not the like weird like what was the Laser Team that first one? Uh, yeah, the, the Laser like, Team one and two. Yeah, they did make a second one. Ooh. But yeah, it seems like they're. 
I just still don't know what their pitch is. Like, this is probably the first one where I feel like it's actually a pitch to get their service versus the other ones are like, oh, you know, you liked this YouTube celebrity, make your parents do it. Whereas this one is a, <laughs> you know, like appeal at the parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? And right. I think that's a smarter move than appealing to the kids who then their parents would have to buy it kind of thing. Right. Like all the, the celebrities that they were initially getting for a YouTube right were like, like Minecraft stars or like yeah video, yeah they're all YouTube like video, stars video, video game stars mm-hmm. this, like not like yeah they we got we got make the nick at night for for YouTube now you know we got to bring them <laughs> yeah. right yeah have you watched anything recently um not really I watched a really did I talk about this last time a really bad thriller film <laughs> I don't think so yeah I watched a terrible because we only talked about uh. Uh, Infinity War last That's right, yeah. I just, I recently watched a thriller film, um, Open House. Um, on what was it? Were they trying to sell a house? Yeah, they're like, wa- <laughs> they're, they're, they're literally like sitting in this house and they, they have an open house and then bad stuff starts happening in their house after the open house because like a guy sneaks in and lives in their house during the open house, basically. Yeah. Um, but it was just a really bad movie. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I'm, it pretty well, I'm so. not no it's just like like it had a lot of like elements in it where like the production value wasn't terrible the main actor is the guy from Goosebumps oh Jack Black no not Jack Black of course not Jack Black the kid the kid the kid I was surprised too. I was no, like no, no, you don't remember you don't Jack Black no no no, no, no. The, the kid the main actor <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the kid from Goosebumps I would um, still say the main actor from Goosebumps is Jack Black. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I know what not, you mean. Not the top build actor, the the, the protagonist. But, um, you mean Jack Black, that's who we're talking right, about. Right, okay. Um, but like, I can totally see that. It's a whole right. film, Like it was really right. weird. Like The movie starts... Jack Black is the person in the walls. Right, exactly. <laughs> the movie starts well, and it's like... This kid is like training for the Olympics, basically. He's like a runner. So it's like, cool, all right, you're really good at running. That's probably going to be relevant to this movie. <laughs> then, up, why do people always run in these forever throws? Oh, we got that one covered. This guy, uh, Olympic level sprinter. All right, cool. Yeah, right. I get it. Yeah, great. His dad, <laughs> no his dad gets killed in a sort of like car accident while they're at the store. And he and his mom go take care of this house to get away and like handle it and from there on out like there's a bunch of plot points that started occurring like they nearly run over this strange guy out in the woods and like then they don't know where he is and then like the house has this weird basement with like a blocked up wall Mm -hmm. and like all this stuff and like there's just like all of these like weird red herrings in the thing that like you feel are supposed to like lead up to something and nothing does. And, like, I don't mind the fact that the film is just, like, no, terrible things just happen to people. Like, that's, like, the theme of the movie. But it's, like... Shit happens. Like, uh-huh. he, like, spoiler, the the killer kills both of them. Oh, there's a killer. And he, okay. and he oh, kills he them. Succeeds, huh? He succeeds at the end and then just drives off to a new open house. And that's the end. But, like, all the stuff leading up... the point? Of right. He just does that? He just does that, I guess. But, like, all of the weird, like, creepy stuff that was happening before nothing has nothing to do with him because, like, there's stuff that creepy that happens before the open house yeah. happens. So it's like, so what was the guy? So it's not related to basically his killings. There's just other things that are. Yeah, happening. like the dad dying. The Olympic running is not important. Like, oh really? That just like, never even comes. He up. like he keeps running, but he's like getting worse and mm-hmm. throughout the movie because of his mental state. But like then he's like feeling sick, and it's like, okay, is he being poisoned? Like, what is happening? It and sounds then, like, like like a bad rip off of like the. We need to talk about Kevin. 
Yeah. Like, or like, Kevin, like, we didn't even talk about Kevin has like a slew of just terrible things and then something bad happens. Right. And then just kind of ends. <laughs> this is just, it was just like one of those things was like, there was scenes that were good. Like scenes built yeah. well in this film and like tension built well, but like the arc of the film was just bad. It was like, you wrote a bad movie. <laughs> you feel bad. <laughs> yeah. You wrote I mean, a bad movie, Petey. You should feel bad. Oh, so. <laughs> How'd you see it? It was on Netflix. Oh, I sometimes just watch like creepy, scary movies on Netflix, you know, to get inspired. And then down, the downvote, 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 downvote. Yeah. But on other news of Netflix, uh, Netflix has announced that sci-fi and fantasy are going to be its main focus for its product now. Hmm. They've said that those have been the like the shows they produce have had the most like positive reactions. Well, yeah, bright, uh, Stranger Things. Uh... Uh, Lost, Lost in Space. Lost in Space. Um, a lot of their like other films, but the and Fantasy alongside that, they mentioned that their Witcher show is just oh, yeah. is starting to That's go through the writing way. process right now. That's still gonna be far away though. Yeah, that's oh, like yeah. probably two years at least. If they're just now writing it, it's pretty cool. Sound. I mean, that's yeah. cool. No, 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 yeah. no, that's cool. That's just I'm just trying to think of like timeline. I just don't remember a lot of fantasy shows that they had, unless they're including like uh, what was that werewolf show. Oh, yeah. Hemlock, uh, Grove. Hemlock Grove. Well, before like it seemed like they were gonna go with like uh, dramedies, like yeah. Orange is the New Black. Yeah, kind of more. Com- Every, I mean, everything sucks. They had uh, Love. Yeah, Kimmy Schmidt doesn't really. Yeah, Love is definitely like dramedy kind of thing. But I guess I guess everyone got tired of that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's yeah, interesting. You would think that those would be the way to go because they're easy to make but maybe people don't go to places but because the, the, of that not, they don't grab you like, right. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah then, versus, that's like exactly the, what I'm saying yeah, versus Marvel stuff yeah that, like, it's like oh yeah I want to watch more Marvel TV right. show stuff like, yeah, and that's what it sounds like is that the stuff that they can sell as like having high budget and like conceptual yes, pieces people are way more interested they in get that. drawn in easier so they're just like they're investing in more sci-fi and fantasy and so this, they also said they'll, they'll just buy that stuff from people now i hope that they like one day change their name netflix so just like stranger things or stranger, <laughs> like you know like just like change it's like one of their popular shows uh, <laughs> so you guys subscribe to stranger things oh, yeah they haven't made a season in 10 years but it's a great service <laughs> <laughs> um I watched another sad anime. I mean, not like sad, <laughs> melancholy. No one surprised. Yeah. What was this one? I don't remember what the name of it was. Let me look that uh, up. Was that gripping. It. It no, I mean, it. it's one of those things where I'm just so bad with like names. Japanese names that um, I just can never remember them because they have like a just a different cadence than what I'm used to. Um, but it's basically about the the stories about these uh, like three friends who are going into middle school. Um, one they, so there's two boys and a girl. Two one of the the boy of the group wants to be a girl, mm. and he like dresses up as a girl and like will go out with his friends dressed up as a girl. Mm. And then one of the girls wants to be a boy and she'll dress up like a boy. She has a short haircut. She'll like you know wear different clothes and it's them kind of going through middle school and dealing with um that kind of like societal pressure. Mm-hmm. of it um it's called Horu musuko hmm. sure. um it's really cute um it's really interesting um the animation's really cool because it's kind of like watercolor i'm not going to turn my computer on to show you um <laughs> Ron being the oh one. that Ooh. one that's the one. that's the yeah, one. yeah yeah um and then it it just deals with like the there's a lot of it's like you know love triangle kind of stuff but then there's also like the girl who wants to be a boy 
there's another girl in their class who will just wear whatever she wants. She'll wear the boys' uniform or the girls' uniforms, and it doesn't really like bother her. But she doesn't feel that way. She just wants to wear whatever wants and express herself. So like a lot of characters look at her as mm-hmm. like an example of like how they want to be and how they want to be happy. So there's a lot of like interesting stuff with that, and it just like the series goes on and it just becomes. Uh, it's just really cute, but it's also really melancholy because it's obvious that like, especially in like the Japanese culture, you know, even more so than here, they're a lot stricter with like gender roles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's cute. It's worth a watch. It's only twelve episodes, so it's pretty short. Mm-hmm. Or it's eleven episodes. I think it's yeah, it's even shorter. But yeah, that's fun. Cool. Another classic melancholy. I just, find him. I, just, I, just find him. I just find him all the time. I started Hunter X Hunter. Oh yeah, uh, over the past couple of days. It's fun. actually really great so far. Like the first couple episodes, I'd like because it's them taking this test like right away yeah. to become hunters, and so like the first couple of episodes are just them doing different tasks, and it does the thing that I like in uh, things like that where they're presented with a um, obstacle, and it's never the like the face value of it, mm-hmm. like it's like thinking about the obstacle in like a different way. Like they have this one where like all they're doing is running and the obstacle is we don't know when we're stopping. Hmm. So it's like a mental exercise Hmm. of them just running for in their minds forever. Yeah. And so it just becomes like people are just falling off because they get driven insane because they don't know when they're stopping. They don't Hmm. know how long they're running, how far they're running. So it's just like really interesting. That's cool. It's just stuff like that. And so it's been, uh, it's been pretty cool so far. It's just, I'm only like 12 or 13 episodes. No, yeah, 13 episodes in out of like 150. So, so how do they know if they won the race? The, the race? So they eventually stop. Like they eventually, they just stop. They just like stop. eventually, the, the, <laughs> it's not a race. It's just them running. It's just them running. Like they're <laughs> following a guy. Like they basically have, um, so they're doing like, they have phases of this test to become hunters. And the phase one, they have like a, what do they call them? It's like, in, it's like interviewers basically. Sure. And so he's just running. He just runs all goofy. Yeah. <laughs> like it just looks like he's walking, like like speed walking, but he's taking these giant steps and like going really fast. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and there's like it starts with like 500 people, mm. and so it's just really interesting how it's like whittled down. To, I think they're down to like 20 or something at this point, mm. and so it's it's pretty cool so far. I'm really enjoying it. Mm. Fun. Um, but yeah, let's move on to our main topic. Oh boy. So to preface this topic, we're going to be talking about Steven Universe. And the reason we're going to talk about Steven Universe is the most recent episodes, which is season episodes 18 and 19 of season five, which I don't know what number total those are. But that's, you know, season five, episode 18, 19. Gosh, I should look up the actual names of the episodes. You think one would prep? I prepped with other things. <laughs> um, you, you prepped and, with other and, things like the <laughs> No, no I, I prepped things about this, but not like the actual episodes. So, uh, Can't Go Back and A Single Pale Rose are going to be the kind of reason we're talking about this. We're going to talk about Steven Universe as a whole, but if you haven't caught up with the most recent Steven Universe stuff, we are going to be spoiling a lot of the current stuff. So if you want to stop listening, do it now. We're probably going to... St- talk about those episodes towards the end of it Mm -hmm. and we're going to be kind of i kind of want to chronicle from the like beginning to now sure um and so we're going to be speaking about steven universe as we see it so there are going to be a lot of spoilers for the show in general so if you don't want to know those spoilers don't listen um if you don't care (laughs) listen um if you do care and have seen listen yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah. if you do care listen if you don't care i mean i don't know what you're doing here anyways um but yeah, we kind of uh, 
this most recent episode changed literally everything in the show. And so we kind of wanted to talk about it based off this kind of like jumping off point. But I, I want to start at like, not the beginning, but kind of explaining what Steven Universe is for those who haven't seen it. So basically, Steven Universe is about a kid named Steven Universe, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, We're on point. We're on point. He, what, what is the Beach Town? Is that what Beach Town? Yeah, he lives in Beach Town um, with his dad and the Crystal Gems, who are these basically aliens from a gem homeworld who... At first, we don't even really know who they are. They're just like these weird like creatures that Steven lives with. They're just like cool like female superheroes or yeah. superhumans. Like. And, mm-hmm. and so obviously they have some kind of power. Like They have uh, gems on parts of their bodies, depending on which one they are. There's and they're of, different types. A lot of references to like magical girls' teams yeah. is sort mm-hmm. of like some reference points. They all have their unique weapons, their unique power suits. They each have their own what they do. Yeah. So when you like at the beginning of the show, you're really just like... And they, what's nice about the show as a whole and how it's been telling stories throughout the whole time is it's like, you've just been thrown into this world and we get to slowly figure out everything. There's no, like, mm-hmm. the intro song doesn't explain, you know, where they, you know, like, how everything's made and all this stuff. It's just like, this is who we are. We're here to protect the planet. Like, that's what we do. It's kind of like a Captain Planet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't explain, like, all the intricacies like you watch some shows, you know. And they never really just, like, overtly explain things out of nowhere there's always story beats that they're hitting that are explaining things um and we slowly get to know the town of beach city we get to know like the people who live there and i think it's really cool because you watch the first seasons are really solid like setup and there's some great episodes in there but as the series moved on it's like um um, it's created by rebecca sugar who used to write for adventure Mm -hmm. time and she wrote probably some of the most famous or at least the Adventure Time episodes people talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the well, arcs. A lot, that, a lot of key plot episodes. Yeah, a lot of the arcs that people talk about. Um, so she broke off from that Years a couple now. seasons in, yeah, and started her own show. And she, what was cool is she is the first ever uh, female-led Cartoon Network show. Mm-hmm. Like, she was the first female to write and create her own Cartoon Network show. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool. Um, but it's basically just the adventures of them going through their lives but they touch on a lot of really cool subjects because we as we learn more about the gems we learn about um kind of their home world what they're set up and then they start to bring in uh stuff like fusion where two gems can fuse together to create a you know improved version of themselves essentially yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know what you're looking at i don't know um (laughs) but it just sets up all these really interesting themes and you uh steven basically has his love interest of the show girlfriend connie who they eventually fuse and it's this really cool kind of they talk about a, a lot about relationships in this show and i think it's really interesting yeah i think the show does a really interesting way of like talking about social issues and just like human issues in ways that and some really like kind of adult topics without oh. being like too like edgy mature right but mm-hmm. like hitting on some really like really powerful stuff like there's like abusive relationships like the whole episode with stefani and the the bully the race car bully bully and like kind of the sexual abuse undertones that that whole has right and Mm -hmm. like yeah it's really it's a really really cool show and it's it's cool because later in the series one of the crystal gems garnet you realize is a fusion of ruby and sapphire Mm -hmm. and that's basically just like 
um, the show treats it as just like a gay slash lesbian relationship. Mm-hmm. They don't really have gender, but right. Know. Well, there's a great episode where um, Par- like eventually they gain a new member named Paradot who thinks fusion is just like an abomination to their mm-hmm. kind. And she's super into soap operas when she arrives to Earth. And Garnet breaks it down to her about like what fusion means to her. And just uh-huh. like, she just goes like, you know those two characters you love so much in that soap opera? Yeah. That's what Ruby and Sapphire are for me. And it's like, oh, I get it. Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> like we're like, okay, that's beautiful. All right, I get it. Now. Right. But yeah, they just they like very much, yeah, the whole culture is like, oh yeah, this is an abomination. Like fusion is just for two weaker things to try to make themselves appear stronger like that's even one of the quotes from one of the villains what's the jasper jasper, jasper. i can yeah. never remember her name i was trying to remember her earlier um but like jasper talks about it and it's like and they have this really cool they basically get separated and they finally are able to fuse back together and they have this fight with jasper and this this beautiful song of like they are better as them than separate like mm-hmm. they complete each other in like a sense and like they are a stronger person because of the separate parts of them Mm-hmm. And it's just like really cool. I really, I really also like kind on a similar note that like in the earlier seasons before you find out Garnet um, is two separate people, Amethyst and Pearl, they both like got damaged and they, they fixed themselves. And when they fixed themselves, their costumes changed and their personality changes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like Pearl became a lot more looser. Mm-hmm. Um, Amethyst became a lot more con- controlled, understanding instead of being such a wild card. And after that happens, Garnet, her color slightly shifts a little mm-hmm. bit. Like it's it's like her her colors were like a really dark red and purple, and it starts light light lightens up after she reveals to Stephen that she is in fact two different people, who are one, mm-hmm. and like her and her personality being like very strong, uh, introvert became a lot more like hey what's up buddy like became a lot more extroverted and talkative to Stephen letting him know things. Yeah. That she always kept secret. Yeah, and they deal with a lot of, yeah, just like that, where it's like she was hiding something, so it affected the way she dealt with Steven. Yeah. And then once that was revealed, she was able to treat him in a different way because she wasn't trying to hide something. It's like, that's how, like, there's just so much real humanity in, like, the things they do, even with, like, when they get damaged, where it's, like, them getting defeated. That's just, like, you know, an analog of us, like, you know, failing on something, quiz, test, you know, something stupid, or, like, getting a car accident. It's like, you come back a different person mm-hmm. after that, and that's mm-hmm. how the gems, when they come back... They both act different, but physically like look different, so they can like show you know those kind of things. So it's really cool. And there, there's even an episode where Amethyst, uh, yeah, Amethyst, her gem breaks, but she keeps trying to like rebound too quickly. She doesn't give herself time, and she keeps coming back in more rash and like negative ways. Where Mm. it's like if you don't take time to you know evaluate and rethink things, like you're just gonna go back at things and do them the wrong way continuously. So they like. It's crazy just the subjects they deal with uh, oh, yeah. in this show. Well, even just like the the foundation of Steven's family with the uh, Crystal Gems is built on loss. Like mm-hmm. they all lost one person. Yeah, so how they basically when this was before like, you know, humanity was there, there was the Crystal Gems which was uh Garnet Pearl, um, Pearl and Amethyst and then also a gem called Rose Quartz. Um and we find out in through the series that Steven is Rose Quartz's son with a human Greg. Greg Universe, yeah. Yeah, Greg Universe. And so when she gave birth to him, it we don't know ex- we still don't know exactly what happened, but it's basically that she turned into Steven in a way and she mm. like is gone and now it's just Steven. So with Steven being born, not only did Greg lose, you know, his wife, but the Crystal Gems who basically lost their leader and now have Steven who now they have to lead. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's this really interesting like dynamic, and especially as the series goes on, you realize that Pearl was in love with Rose Quartz, but Rose Quartz was in love with Greg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they even have like a really great, it's like Mr. Greg is the episode title. Mm-hmm. I looked this one up where it's this idea of like Pearl and Greg universe never really get along well because there was always that divide of Rose mm-hmm. because she loved her and, you know, deny. And there was a moment where Greg's even like, I know you hate me. And she's like, I don't hate you. It's that I love Rose and she chose you. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, there's just really deep moments in this show and it's incredible and one thing that's really great about this show is that it's and this is relevant to the episodes that we're about to talk about none of the twists in this show or any of the reveals are random like garnet's identity they tease that identity if you're paying attention way earlier like they even show you the two gems like if you just they don't talk about it they just they're there on her character, right? Oh, like yeah. <laughs> she has different colored eyes. Why is that? Like you you never think about it until they're like, oh, it's because of this, and then you're like, it was in front of me the whole time. Yeah, and I just couldn't the, see it. Because one of the earliest episodes, Giant Woman, when the Pearl and Amethyst fused together, and you're like, oh, okay, oh uh, wait a minute, how come she looks like a kind of sort of garnet, but not really? <laughs> right. Like just like yeah, like just the fact that all of the twists and then the character development in the show is all coming from a like well written place. I think my, there's only one episode in this whole show that I actually hate, which is Mr. Uncle Grandpa. No, oh, yeah, oh, I don't think that's considered over. canon. Though. But yeah. it is canon. Cause that's the episode no, that Steven gets his shield. Oh my shit. Are you serious? It's, I never watched it. I thought it was a the, joke. Since I never watched. No, <laughs> that's the thing. It's the episode. He learns how to summon Rose's shield. Oh my God. So it's like the weirdest, like the weirdest, like they put something important in it. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like the worst thing where you're just like, why would you put this important canicles moment in your story with a terrible crossover episode? But outside of that, the rest of the show, like even like the like least interesting episodes are still good. Yeah. There's, it's still setting up all these like different people in this different world. And it's, it's, it's fun too, because obviously you have your main character of Steven and the crystal gems, but you also get a lot of episodes with just the people who live in beach city. You get episodes with mayor Dewey, who's just like this super loser mayor who just is really just like every like person's like Mayor idea of like Dewey. a typical like like, yeah, <laughs> like politician. And you get to like you see character development with him where it's like now in this series originally like oh, he's just the mayor and you, he just is really annoying. But we have this episode where he basically got ousted as mayor and he didn't know what to do because he always just loved being around the people of Beach City. Right. And at that time, the the donut shot that um steven always goes to didn't have anyone working there and so he becomes the person who works at the donut shop now and he gets to see all the people of his town every day and like greet them and like be around them and it's like just these really interesting like you hate mayor dewey he's just so annoying as a character (laughs) then you have these like really cute special moments with these people in this town yeah there's even a whole episode about these two sisters who work at a pizza shop and how one always basically bends over backwards to be able to like help and like support the other and the other one just takes advantage of that yeah and it's just really cool it's super good just like 
one i i can't think of many shows that give their background characters so much attention that the supporting cast have their own plot arcs yeah right they're like, doing stuff you know what they're doing in the background at all times because you see them constantly right and you know what they're like working towards it's so good so good yeah surprisingly entertaining show yeah even though like i did not like the first yeah the first couple episodes like five, are the toughest ten episodes of yeah, yeah the first like <laughs> ten the first like eight or nine episodes are rough because you don't know what's going on yet and nothing is really progressing yeah. and, and then even starts off very just like over the top i hate it silly cookie cat he left his family behind i hated him <laughs> so much <laughs> But Steven now is one of the most fascinating characters. And there's one of my favorite episodes is when Steven and Connie are dealing with basically PTSD trauma Mm -hmm. and they can't fuse to be Stefani because like Connie realizes that she like accidentally beat up this kid in school and it feels really guilty about it. And Steven's like, that's the, here comes a thought. Yeah. And then Steven's advice is terrible. And he's like, just bottle it up. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Bottle it up. And then in that episode, we see that like everything that Steven has done in the show, he's just bottled up. And like the people he's had to kill, right? The like the monsters he's had to defeat. Like, and he's just like destroyed by this. And it was just such a powerful episode where you're like, I'm watching Steven have a PTSD breakdown right now yeah. because he's never been taught how to actively handle his emotions in this high stress situation that no kid should be in. Yeah. And it, it's, it's crazy. Cause as we like move through the story, we like, we find out more about like Homeworld, which is what everyone references where the gems come from. And basically the gems go to planets. They basically harvest it, create more gems and then just like basically eat the planets dry. And that's how basically they keep, you know, creating more gems and more gem worlds essentially. And that's what was earth. And then, um, Steven's mom decided, no, we're done with this. The life here is important and interesting. So she basically led a rebellion. Uh, that That's where the crystal gems are. And then, you know, Homeworld is always out there and other gems are bad. And only the, you know, gems on Homeworld, on Earth, were good. And mm-hmm. those are the, the only surviving were Rose Quartz, uh, Garnet, um, Pearl, and Amethyst. And a few other in between that they reveal. Yeah, yeah. A few, we'll a find few a few ones. more. You yeah. find a few more, but then yeah, that's as we learn about it. It's like we and get I've, introduced, and what my reason to get to this was talking about one, which is bismuth. Yeah, bismuth is mm. important. Which we find out later. There's um, Stephen's mom has like this ability to like hide things in this other kind of universe, which is unlocked through this lion that he has. <laughs> <coughs> and he finds a gem in there that's like hidden, and so he brings it out and the other gems like oh it's business she was the one that like created all the weapons she who made your mom's sword all this kind of stuff and it's like oh why was she in there like what happened and so she gets brought back to life you know in a way because they don't really die unless they get shattered which they talk about um don't really even really die if you get shattered they kind of like talk about that too oh well, i guess they do no, you, get, you die because it's when the gem it's like if you get popped yeah. You don't die. You poofed or whatever. I guess, right. I guess, yeah. Go on with your business. Yeah. Um, but it's like you, Bismuth comes back and she's like, oh, like I had this forge and they get to go in this forge and like make all these weapons. And she comes up with this weapon that she was like, oh, Rose, uh, I was almost done making this. And it's basically a weapon that can shatter any gem. Right. And like kill them forever. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because you have this character who's like so charismatic, so fun. You're like, oh man, this character's awesome. And by the end of the episode, you realize... Rose is the one 
who poofed her and hid her away because she was going to like go and kill all these gems and Rose wasn't okay with that. Right. Yeah. And so the episode ends again with Steven having to poof her and he basically bubbles her in a sense where her gem is still alive, but she's kind of trapped in there. Yeah. She can't regenerate. Yeah. Necessarily. Yeah. And we find out all these creatures and you're going along with what you're saying. All these creatures throughout the whole episode were gems at one point who got corrupted somehow. Right. And so that, that moment Steven realizes that, he just like really starts to like feel all of that. And it makes you just feel all this stuff. Like he's been, these people are like warped people who they're just like going around killing like they're nothing, hmm. like they're evil. And it's like, no, like, like, have they ever said what? They haven't said exactly what happened to the warp gems, did they? <clears throat> they the say that gems? all the corrupted gems are like gems that are slightly broken or from the war or like basically have like gone crazy from just like oh, existing yeah. outside of yeah and it's just nuts and so it's just really interesting like the stuff that this show deals with and even going along with kind of they have what do they call the like messed up gems that lars is with oh i don't remember but oh yeah the um uh, they're, they're basically misfits like yeah they're, they're like they basically i'm like they're like misfits but it's cool thing. because even with those they basically are talking about like body acceptance right because there's basically like they have a because uh, Garnet is Ruby and Sapphire, and the Sapphire's ability as a gem is she can see the future, and they have this really adorable Sapphire who can only like see the future after it's already happened. <laughs> right. So there'll be like a like she's in a ship and there's a warning, and like two seconds later she's like there's someone approaching, and it's just like this adorable like this acceptance of who you are. Like you're right. not everyone's not perfect in that sense, but you can still be a Sapphire outside of that. Such a good like that. That character is a great example of like humor as a way to talk about tough issues. Off colors is what they call. Them. Um, but like that's just that like the fact that like she's like someone's approaching Captain and Lars like is already in the conversation with that person and still thanks her for that information. Yeah. Right. He's not like this is annoying. Yeah. But it's like it's funny as an audience, but he's still accepting of her. No, right. Your gifts are still great. Right. Although underappreciated. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I just, I just think more people really need to give this show a shot. There's a lot of episodes now, but they're all short. They're like 10 minute Super short. episodes. Um, but as we've kind of been talking about this whole thing, we've learned a lot about throughout the show about who Rose was. And we find out kind of fairly recently that there's these diamonds who are basically the controllers of the gems. Yeah, like and we know, yeah, we didn't know until recently, but we, at least know now that there's four of them. Mm -hmm. There's yellow, uh, blue, pink, and then white diamond. White diamond's kind of the most recent reveal, mm -hmm. as like far as a confirmation. Right. There was always speculation, we still, and we still haven't seen seen white diamond yet. Yeah, and um, pink diamond was the uh, gem who was overseeing Earth, and so we basically had to learn a lot about how the whole speculation was that, and this is something Stephen had to get over was that Rose shattered pink diamond, mm -hmm. like killed her, like gone. And just the idea of shattering a gem to Steven, you know, that's killing someone. And so, he had to really get over that his mom did this. And we get to this whole point. He's had to, like, go through this whole, you know, basically, like, acceptance of that. So in the most recent episode, we basically throughout the whole series set up that there was this rebellion happened against Peak Diamond who ran Earth. Um, to only find out that what we thought we knew, which was basically that Rose shattered Pink Diamond, wasn't true at all. We find out that it was actually Pearl who shattered, quote unquote, Pink Diamond, 
but we also find out that Pink Diamond is Rose Quartz. And it was a setup. And it was a setup the whole time so that she could basically, they were hoping that it would basically make the diamonds not care about Earth anymore. Right. But all it did was make it even worse and, you know, spark this whole war. And it's just like a, such a crazy reveal in the sense of like, they set up all this stuff. Yeah. Like, Pearl shapeshifts into Rose Quartz and, you know, quote unquote shatters her, but basically just poofs her and then takes her gem and hides it. And it's just crazy because it's like, it's it's not a, like, cheat by any means. No, every, everything, everything that they showed for this... What, what would you even even, even like, the reveal of because yeah, the whole twist. time because even the whole time the gem that's in Steven's like stomach it's not like he's on his uh-huh. belly button you can see the top of it and so you just assume that's a rose quartz they even have a moment where it like they show the gem <laughs> and they like rotate it 90 degrees and you see that it's a diamond you're like yeah no that makes sense I believe it it's just so <laughs> just, I just remember seeing that part going I don't know if this is really brilliant or really stupid <laughs> like, I'm, I'm teetering on brilliance but man, it just flipped. <laughs> <laughs> I just this reveal is one of those things about the show that's so good. Just the fact that they knew, and they put all the clues there from the shape shifting to, you know, even in this last season. This last season has been really heavy on the clues. Like we've been really foreshadowing the fact that Pearl did it in this season mm-hmm. from all the, from the court scene on we kind of get the sense that pearls behind it a lot of steven's visions have led up to this moment but having rose quartz be pink diamond is just such a genius stroke of like well you didn't see this coming and now we have to like deal with this and just the fact that like the whole entire existence of Steven's family, these crystal gems, is based on the lie. Yeah. Because Pearl was the only one who knew. Yeah. And she could not say, right? Yeah. yeah. Just like the fact that like their whole rebellion was played on both sides by the same person until the other diamonds came involved. Yeah. And well, it's just it's it's just so crazy to me just because like it's just stacking more on Steven. Because he only just recently realized that, like, he is his mother. Right. His mother turned into him. Like, right. And so at any point, for all we know, Steven or Rose Quartz slash Pink Diamond can come back. Right. And so now even Steven has to realize, I am Pink Diamond. And I, I like, you know, it's like, it's like that poor boy. <laughs> that poor boy is absorbing so much information. Like, I don't even know how long. Right. right. Like, a span of time. <laughs> and then it just, like, gets into the really like crazy moral gray zone of like okay but like was anything pink diamond did like genuine then right like was rose quartz's intentions like good or was it like a bratty child wanting to get out of their responsibilities like which is what they kind of play it off as a lot too because she was kind of the she was the youngest of the diamonds young bratty sister of the diamonds that just wanted her own planet right cultivate but like it's so weird because I always forget that, you know, they, they've been there way longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were hundreds they, of years. Hundreds, thousands, thousands of years. But, like, you know, Greg was a big turning point for her, right. obviously. But it's like, what 
<laughs> like it just, it just makes me think wait okay span of time timeline what yeah. made pink diamond change if it wasn't greg it'd be cool if it was greg it's right. still it couldn't be though because no, because it it's thousands of years before, this is the one that gem war happened yeah which is the whole thing so it's like it's like what what twisted you what changed you what what, what was the one little thing right that made her change but i think that like i i mentioned this earlier uh to robert but like for me the fact that now that Steven is a pink diamond essentially is such a big moment of like him being half human, half diamond, right? Whatever weird fusion algorithm that he is, is like going to be the answer, right? Cause like her deciding to become human essentially by having a child and being Steven is going to be whatever answer to the problem that is going to come forth out of this. Right. Like the fact that now we have the diamonds are coming back to earth. Right. Yeah. Pink is alive. White, yellow, and blue are coming. Lars and his team are coming. We're going to like have the final showdown. We're having our Infinity War. God damn it. We're having <laughs> Cartoon Network's Infinity War. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Grandpa's going to show up the last <laughs> minute. Sex Machina. Kill everyone. He's going to show up with the time gem. He's going to do a Sex Machina. It's just like. So whatever, I just, uh, I like, I know that being human is such an important role to what Steven's thing is. I don't know what it is yet because like <laughs> with the next couple episodes, there's just going to be the fallout of like the crystal gems reacting to this being like, oh, you mean everyone fighting that, for a lie and everyone that died, the, yeah. like the thousands of gems that we know died because you tricked everyone into a rebellion against yourself. It's. It's just so hard. It's just like it's like it's just like it's such a lot to think about. Like God, like the choice of this. Like I don't even know how old technically she like Pink Diamond would be now, at this point, right? Like compared to the other diamonds, because it's still she's still yeah. a child. She's still right. way smaller than, than the all, other than yeah. the other ones before when she died. Yeah, quote, quote, quote. Um, and, and even way smaller than our images we know of White Diamond, whose like arm is the size of the other diamonds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, like God, like because. <laughs> I just don't know, like, how hard Garnet will take it. I mean, the... Well, it seems like from the preview, so it's going to take it pretty hard. Real hard. Well, it's because, like, because, you know, like, obviously Rose Quartz predates Garnet. Right. Gar- Garnet's original fusion. And, like, Garnet really feels more for the Lost Gems. Like, right. At least insinuate that she mm-hmm. feels more for the Lost Gems. Like, yeah, this is like, your actions did this. But who's, at the same time, you embraced... Who's Garnet. Sapphire? Who's Sa- Sapphire? What do you mean, who's Sapphire? Who's... Who was she? What uh, diamond was she under? Blue diamonds. She was blues. Yeah. She was blues sent there, and then that's where she met Ruby yeah, like, during like, the rebellion. Yeah, just like Pearl is technically yellow's yellow is a is a yellow diamond pearl, technically. Really? Yeah. Huh. I didn't I didn't pick up on that. But they, they they've talked about it like a long time. Yeah, ago. Well, like it's, you know, it's funny. One one of, one of my friends uh, who like really like opened my eyes to like a lot of the lore of the show. He was explaining to me that. Uh, so if you look at the other pearls, their their pearl is perfectly spherical. It's uh-huh. a perfect circle. Our pearl is isn't. It's like an oval. Right. That is considered an imperfect pearl. Huh. So our pearl was not accepted as a perfect pearl because purely of what her gem right. took the shape of. And so like it's one of those things. Like I was like, that's a really interesting like. And also no. the fact that her character design to compared to other pearls, she's taller and lankier than other yeah, pearls. She's a lot less lolly. 
and they're they're very short compared to her, right? And yeah. they're the ones with the rounds. So that's cool. Oh, that's interesting. But like, also, can we talk about Pearl's like mental state going through the like the the phases of Pearl who has had to like lock yeah, herself away? Like Pearl with like they make the joke. I'm uh, I just jumped through pearls within a pearl within a pearl <laughs> of pearl. I'm supposed to be looking for something in it's here. Like, oh, I was like, okay, Pearl sent me a message. Oh, no, our Pearl didn't do it. Gotta go into the mine. Oh, library Pearl. Did you send me that message? I don't know what you're talking about, man. You gotta go into the, like, the archives. Oh, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Literally, like, repressed memories. <laughs> right. Like, to, like, an extreme point, like, a really interesting... And I think that's cool. what's cool about this show, too, is they use the characters to, like, visualize these emotional states. Right. Um, how she literally is... Ha- he's literally having to go so deep into her psyche to figure out what's going on. Right. And... I, it's crazy to me how, sorry, um, lost my train of thought. It's crazy to me how, like, intelligently, I almost said smartly. Smartly. (laughs) How intelligently they deal with these relationships, even with, um, you know, having that moment where the, um, race guy basically, like, is trying to force Stevani on him and like dance with him and stuff like that. And then they have like this internal monologue of each other going through each side of the like emotions, like dealing with the separate sides of like the emotional state where like Steven is really like angry and like aggressive. And uh, Connie is very much like, did I bring this on myself? Like all like just dealing with all these emotions. And it's just so interesting how they do that. And they even get to um, the point with, uh, we meet Lapis, who is very much a socially disconnected person who gets forced into the relationship with Jasper mm-hmm. because she just doesn't know any better and she wants to be like strong and she thinks that this is the way. And they basically embody an abusive relationship. Ugh, such yeah. a powerful episode. And like then she's literally having to like abuse herself to lock this person down. Mm-hmm. And like it's so crazy to me how they deal with like these really heavy topics. Um, and they just treat it in such a way that's like, like, I just don't feel like there's a, it comes from like a lesson point of view mm-hmm. where it's obvious that they're trying to show that these things are bad or good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how it's so like neutral and how it's just saying that these are the way things are kind of thing. I think it's such a good message for both, you know, adults and parents watching it, but like for kids as well. Yeah. Like just a lot of the acceptance of the show, a lot of like be yourself, you know, love the people around you, love everyone, you know, who even is different from you kind of stuff. Like it's so obvious what the message is of this whole show, which just like love everybody. Right. But also like how the show also is like, it's okay not to be perfect. And also like everyone has their shit. Right. Yeah. Like everyone has their own story. Like the, I loved in like one of these the first these last two episodes, we read meet Lapis, right? And just like the plot for Lapis being like, I can't get over it. Right. Yeah. Like everyone has moved on, right? They've gotten over what happened to them. I just I can't. Yeah. Right. And just like and being like, that's fine. Like it's hard. It's, yeah, and, it's like and, one of those things like I get it. Right. It's just like and just like the fact that Steven doesn't say just get over it. Yeah. It's like we'll be there for you yeah. for you when you get over it if you ever get over it. But we're here for you. Please come back to us. Yeah, you can move your home off the moon closer <laughs> to us by the beach. It's okay. Yeah, that we was that was a cute you moment. Technically, but you can be closer to us. Right. <laughs> just 
like we love you it's okay that you don't that you're not good yeah. right that, or you're not that's not the words to use but it's, it's okay, okay that, that you you're not here. perfect yeah. right and that you have your shit yeah, well, yeah <laughs> even at the moment like she because she leaves well it's cute because you know lapis gets rescued she'd basically been trapped in this mirror for hundreds if not thousands of years and basically thought she was never going to be able to escape from it and basically she gets released from this prison by steven and then she kind of like wanders the world for a while and then peridot which is this homeworld gem comes to earth with jasper and they're doing all these uh, instructions she eventually gets stranded by herself on earth with the crystal gems and becomes a crystal gem throughout there then they have this cute relationship where uh lapis and peridot end up living on this little farm outside of town together and like uh peridot's trying really hard to like make a friend because like that's never what her life was about and it's you know her trying to impress her and she they have this cute uh episode where it's a video recording of peridot like basically explaining all the things she's doing and all these different things and they eventually become like a really good like you know they like have a relationship with each other Mm -hmm. out there and they like they live together and they do all these different things they create art which they call like smorphs or something right they call it something which is like really adorable and then there's this moment where they think the diamonds are coming and peridot's like all right cool we can like fight them together and lapis basically goes into like ptsd of like no we have to go and she starts freaking out and she's like they have this whole episode where steven's trying to get peridot to say hey i want you to stay here i don't want to leave yeah i believe that we. i believe that we can do this and the whole time because Lapis has been preparing to leave the whole time and it comes to the point where they're about to leave and Peridot finally like speaks her mind and Lapis is like it's too late you should have said this earlier and it's just this moment of like oh my gosh like you like you can't wait too long to say things like the just the like and Peridot's line of like I said the thing. I like. I had. I was emotionally vulnerable. I should be rewarded, and then <laughs> just, just be like, like, "Oh man, you don't know the world, paradox." But just like such a good like meta thing of like in TV shows, like you did the right thing. We reward you to so show the lesson, and just like, no, you sure? Yeah, you said the thing, but too late. Yeah, should have. It's just like, oh <laughs> no, right to the heart. Yeah. Um, something we haven't touched on yet that I want to touch on before we kind of finish up is um, the music oh, for this good. show. Who are, the, who are the two that do like most like the background music? Uh, Rebecca Sugar does a lot of the writing. She does like a lot of the um, But Estelle, music. who voices Garnet, sings a lot of songs. And it's really cool because a lot of the characters who are the voices of them are, with the exception of Steven, their main thing was music. And then they got like, this is their first voice acting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Steven, uh, that guy who plays Steven universe, he is a voice actor, but also can sing. Um, so the music they do is really great and they're really emotional and they have like little fun songs, but they also have like really emotionally deep songs. Um, and I think that's, what's really, really cool about this whole show is like, there's just a lot of methods to show emotion. Mm hmm. And I think that's what's great about this show. And I think that's what people can really attach to is like the emotion of the show. Cause it's so strong. It's so clear with its message that I think more people need to give it a shot. They have to. Yeah. I mean, they don't have to, but they have to Rowan. <laughs> I just like the music in the show is great because it, it does like, there's a few songs that are just really catchy. Like one of my favorite songs is Garnet's the, just the two, the, mm-hmm. the two of us or um, what's that called? Uh, better together. Just the two of us. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, better, better like, together. Yeah, and yeah. like, that's also great. Cause that's like, it's a one, a really like good song written wise emotionally is interesting, but like 
also is really like kind of like a pump up like oh yeah yeah like let's do this like let's have this fight scene because it was just like they incorporate music so fluidly into the show because like the music isn't just like the soundtrack it's literally the characters are singing these things yeah as things are happening and explaining what's going on yeah and maybe one of my favorite music subplots that's happening in the show right now is um the band that's been formed oh with uh oh um with uh, sadie sadie Sadie, Sadie, yeah whatever they're called like, like, like the horror, like horror, horror band, the yeah. horror theme band, and like Sadie, like finding herself outside of Lars, and like, like taking control of her life again. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like even just talking about like Sadie and Lars, who are just two of the like the, these are other like background characters. Like Sadie, who's just like based her whole life around this guy that she loves, Lars, who really just treats her terribly yeah. and like really takes advantage of her. And it's just so crazy because they have this moment where Lars is off. He gets sent to Gemworld and dies. And basically Stephen brings him back and he's doing his own adventure. And Stephen's kind of going back and forth because he can travel through Lars's head. This all sounds crazy out of context. <laughs> it's good in the show. Um, and saying that like Sadie is thriving with Lars gone. Yeah. And him like not being able to deal with that. Right. Because he was fine being happy on his own. But the fact that she's being happy without him there. It's right. like so such like a possessive, yeah. like toxic relationship. It's just so crazy. Like it's just so crazy that there's like it's a kid's show that we're talking about these like really heavy themes. Yeah. And they just pull it off so well. So well. So yeah. well. But yeah. I do I do love Lars's current arc. That's yeah, great. It's great. great. Yeah. It's yeah. just like a throwback to like over the top sci fi anime. Yeah. It's like the guy with the most of... punchable face is now Captain Harlock of yeah. the Steven Universe. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, great. It's yeah, yeah. And you these last two out. episodes really are a game changer. They've set us up, and if this is the last season, which it might be, uh, there's they, seven episodes left in this season. They, I don't know if they've said they, this more. Well, like I mean, I didn't look into it, but I know they re- they Cartoon Network accidentally revealed key plot points to the finale. Right, because they're 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 animating the finale right now, yeah. like it's happening. So it's like either it's this season or we're gonna have a short yeah, season like six, yeah. right? But either way, we're rocketing towards the end here, folks, and now is a great time to jump on. Huh? If yeah. if you thought Infinity War was gonna be epic. You're gonna have a lot. I felt so many more emotions in these last two episodes than at all of right. Infinity War. <laughs> <You're, laughs> this show's gonna probably have a better payoff than Infinity War. Yeah, I just, I don't, know. I don't know. Oh, I was, I was wrong about Pearl. She is Pink Diamond's diamond, but classic I, John and uh, his dumb. Hey, I, I admit when I was wrong. When I'm wrong. <laughs> I just love it. It's just so good. It's so it's good. So good. It's, yeah. Take a chance, friends. All it's right. good. Ron, you're giving us the outro. All right, um, we. Are the Hammer Barrel no, no, Show? No, 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 no. no. We no, don't that's, entertain. That's a that's fade to fade. We try really <laughs> hard. I'll cut it. Hammer Barrel. I just want to watch him squirm a little bit. I hope to God you just no. play the actual scene.